Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, guys, it's time for us catching up on the monthly news here at the Wrestling Perspective. I'm Dennis Farrell. That guy, Ace Steel. Ace, we got no Lars this week. You were like, hey, if you want me on, no Lars. I was like, well, I'm over That's right. That That's guy. right. You know what? In fact, get his ass out of the country is what I say. And you know how expensive that was on the Wrestling Perspective budget to buy him a ticket to the UK just to have you on? I understand, but it's a new year, new budget. You know, let's get rid of him early. I'm sure mm-hmm. he's going to come back like, you know, like a, like a soreness on your hand or other places on your body. But, hey, you know, we, we know he'll be back, but at least let's let's have some peace of mind to start the year off. If this was a wrestling match, you would have essentially broken his leg and he returns next week all healed up magically. Magically, yeah. If it was 1986, uh, you know, he'd be dusty. And I don't want to call him Dusty Rhodes, but, you know, me and Ole, and, you know, we'd jump on his leg and uh, we'd be fighting our way out of the cage. Break the forum. And now he has an unsanctioned match with like a, a foreign object on his wrist. Or That's right. Right. God, oh, man, I miss those days. So um, believe it or not, it's been a busy month with uh, wrestling news. <laughs> busy month, busy week, busy couple of weeks. Holy yeah. cow. So we, we decided uh, a month or so ago, instead of doing interviews all week long and kind of recapping what we've talked about on a few episodes, we're breaking things up. One episode, we'll highlight a wrestling show, whether it's independent, major TV show, we'll just pop in, we'll watch an episode, we'll critique it, maybe talk about things before or after, what draws you in, what pushes you away. Uh, we'll talk about news of the month. So we'll go back, revisit some of the big news, the impact, fallout, fall in, all that stuff. We'll do one interview a month now because it just means more when we sit down with someone instead of feeling like, all right, we got to go out and get anyone and everyone and make it meaningful. We'll have a little bit more time with these guys. We'll get a little more in depth, means more. Uh, And then we'll do your emails. We haven't forgot about you. We'll do an email show once a month. So we'll Feel free, wrestling perspective podcast at gmail.com. Get your questions, your opinions, all that stuff in. We want your heart hot takes, whether we agree with you or not, which we probably <laughs> won't. Either way, uh, 
we want to hear from you. We haven't forgotten about you, but it's just the way we're going to do the show from here on out because we will have opinions. And uh, Ace, we all talked and we feel, feel like if we do interviews every week, nobody really gets our thoughts and opinions on the wrestling industry because we're just talking to someone else and getting there. So we really want our voices to be heard in this industry. Definitely. I mean, you know, we've, we've got uh, different perspectives. Definitely. Well, it's just, this is the wrestling perspective. Three different people normally with the, with the threesome here of yourself, myself coming from the industry on the inside, you both, you know, technically with, with what you have on your perspective, all the years being fans and the inner workings that you know, um, it, it, if we don't get a chance to give our thoughts, exactly. We're just an interview show, which is great too, but, um, let's get a chance to throw some, some thoughts out there. What we're thinking, uh, may spark some, you know, our debates that we have are healthy. We don't hate each other because we all have, we all have different opinions on this business. So I'm going to go rarely do the three of us usually line up on what we're, what we're, you know, fighting for, so to speak with our opinions, but, uh, it's still great banter. I totally agree. And kind of the lead things off and we're going to not so much touch on it, but uh, when we sat down and went over the topics, I said, Hey, we got to talk about the Vince McMahon stuff. And Ace, you brought up a great point about how there's a woman in this whole thing that has been unfairly doxxed. Her information was leaked out wrestling, internet wrestling pundits, all jump on it, name dirt, start talking about it. And you go, if we start talking about, we're no better than those people. We are, essentially opening the door and saying, hey, whatever happened to this girl, right, wrong, and different, whether she's telling the truth or lying, she's been unfairly outed, and it's not our business or our job to talk about that. So you feel like until things shake out in court, let's kind of back away until we hear all the facts, until this woman has her day in court and not be like everybody else and jump out there, name her, post her picture, and I feel like those those sites, after you brought that up, it really made me go, you know, any site that jumped on posting her picture or her name where she was unfairly put out, whether it was leaked or not, we're no better than those people. So we decided to just not so much talk about that, but more about forgiveness in wrestling. And we'll get into that here in a second, but I want to give you a chance to speak. No, that's 100%. And and what you said is on the mark. I personally haven't read everything into it or anything that's out there. I just haven't had a chance to do it. Um, I understand everything that's been out in the world, the clickbait there is, and being a victim of things that are just rumor innuendo, you know, plain and simple. I don't feel like it's the right avenue to start talking about this until it's all said and done and wrapped up, um, at least from my perspective. Um, but I think we should give that the space to run its course and, and move on from there. Totally. So, you know, but it got me thinking, right? Um, WWE, uh, whether they're really doing it or we're jumping to a conclusion, seems like they're erasing certain individuals. Brock Lesnar has been taken out of a couple of the card games. Once again, I don't know all the details, but from what I've be, been reading, He's being kind of erased right now. Vince is kind of being erased right now. And it kind of brings me back totally different situation to kind of the Chris Benoit stuff, right? Where when it happened, I mean, I remember watching the Raw where Vince was in the ring talking about it, crying. And then, you know, before the end of the show, we're getting these details. And then, you know, 
essentially he's been cut out of every WrestleMania, every match, slowly bring him back. And, and, and now he's kind of back into the shows. Do you see something like this kind of happening again where they'll go out and maybe cut people out of things? Or are we kind of past that error in wrestling? Oh, no, I 100% think they'll be cut out, um, at least far as far as the search engine goes. Um, when you search, so for instance, I was in developmental when the Chris Benoit thing happened. Um, and when you're looking at from a career perspective and f- from the professional perspective, you aspire to be that type of wrestler. And when that happened, it crushed a lot of us because we looked at that as a model in so many ways of your in-ring work, this, this, that, and everything. And then that horrible, horrible tragedy, just it, it negated the career so much. Like you can't glorify him in any way, shape or form. Um, and I, and I do stand by that, that you can't, you'll still find footage out there. If you can separate one from the other, it's still on, the network or it's still on you youtube you of course can search it because that's a different thing but for a company to put that on a pedestal in any way shape or form to my you know it's it's still monetizing it if you know you can go there and find it if you know what you're looking for you can find said footage like whenever they show eddie guerrero the end of wrestlemania 20 was when eddie you know uh, eddie comes out with benoit and they both raised their hands they both won the titles at you know on that show and you don't see that piece of film anywhere unless you search it out. Um, I think it's their prerogative. It is, you know, everything's on the line for this company, especially now, no nonsense. When all this stuff broke last week um, with the, uh, the current uh, issue scandal, what have you, Slim Jim backed out. And then when it was announced that Vince was removed, Slim Jim was back in that quick. They are not playing. They're not playing with sponsorships. They're not playing with, we're going to fight you on this, fight you on that. We are just backing out of this 100%. Um, I, I see the point. I see the point wholeheartedly. Why glorify, you know, it's, it's getting a terrible light on everything. Why glorify this? Let's move on. You know, and can you, now I don't mean to cut you off, but I do have maybe. to kind of ask this, but for me, I sometimes I can, sometimes I can't, and uh, it's not fair. But sometimes I can go back and watch a Chris Benoit match yeah. and go, "Wow, this is great." Sometimes I'll turn it on and go, "Ah, I, I can't do this." Same thing with like Michael Jackson music. I, uh, for the most part, if I hear a Michael Jackson song, I kind of skip it. I, you know, I probably listen to it enough, and I know the kind of guy he was. And I'm pretty sure there's a million examples of the Jonathan major stuff with Marvel. I don't think uh, it will stop me from watching uh, anything with uh, him in it because of what he was guilty of. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, it was crap anyway. So that's my easy way out of that. But for you, can you, because you're in the industry, can you go back and watch a Chris Benoit match without going, this makes me sick. There was a time. It's an There was a time I couldn't. I mean, to be honest with you, like, again, there were so many of us that idolized that type of work ethic, the ring work, um, every the intensity, you know. Um, if anything, in, in my career, uh, I was intense. I, you know, in-ring work was intense. Um, you wanted to emulate that. You wanted to, like, this was, you know, not everyone could. I'm not saying I did exactly, you know, 
I'm not comparing myself exactly in ring work to that step, you know, but you aspire to be that type of wrestler shit. The, uh, the, the system back in the day, uh, everybody looked the same, wrestled the same when they went from HWA to OVW. Um, a lot of the guys saw that like a Benoit style or that in-ring style. They all shot each other off the ropes the same way. If you watch how Benoit would shoot someone off the ropes, everyone at HWA and OVW would kind of adopt that. Um, maybe because he was down there a time or two because he was the status of what, you know, just a lot of the, the, the ways and things done in a match, uh, Every, we all gravitated toward it in a lot of ways. It gravitated towards it in a lot of ways. The flying headbutt, all kinds of things. Um, there is there. I think Chad Gable right now would be your technician that could fill the void for something like that. I used to say Daniel Bryan was that at some point in some way, shape, or form uh, for the intensity of the ring work. But going back and watching it, I couldn't for a long, long time because it broke my heart. It broke my heart that this is what it was. And what's crazy is Dynamite Kid was the, you know, he was the model for Benoit. So when you watch Dynamite, do you think when you hear about all the horrible things he did, you know, like that he was a horrible human being? I can watch Dynamite. For whatever reason, I always watched those matches and didn't have the story to go along with it. So it's later in time. So, you know, the things that happened with Dynamite and his family they've made public um and for some reason i'm okay watching dynamite um it, it just I, I i think they gloss over the things of where he was benoit it's it's still touch and go sometimes i'll look sometimes i won't you know i i, I can't explain it i don't i don't know what's in the psyche that lets me separate it but there is definitely and i've talked to many people close to him that can separate the church and state, that can separate this was the professional versus this. Um, when you read things about actors and, and actresses, you know, um, Kevin Spacey, has he been acquitted? I'm not quite sure, but it's hard for me to watch. Uh, um, oh, darn it. The my, presidential, presidential show he was. I don't remember that. I didn't name. watch that. No, but once you said that, Usual Suspects is a great movie. No, okay, yeah. Usual Suspects is a spot-on movie, and he's in that, and, uh, you know, he's a main character, and I haven't watched it since the, the different allegations came out. I guess he's been acquitted. I don't know. That always kind of sticks in my head. Uh, when you hear things about that and abuse, it you know, and obviously the Benoit stuff, um, it's it's just touch and go. It's touch and go. Sometimes I'm, I'm fine. Sometimes I'm not. It depends. You know, we're all people, and you're all feeling – shoot, I could watch uh, – you know, you watch the Von Erich movie and you start dealing with loss and watching all the loss that happened in that movie. And you don't realize that that can hit home in a different spot. Just like watching any movie where an animal passes away and you're like, oh, and I go hug my dog, you know, I love my, or I, I see, a, see a meme or, or something on Instagram. Like things hit you in the feels at times when you don't have your barriers up. So I don't know if I quite answered you, but it's, it's you, just you did. But in, in, and now kind of, uh, Coming back now to present time with Brock and Vince, guilty, innocent, whatever is going on in that whole thing. For me, I'll be able to still watch Vince stuff because I've known for years and years and years and years and years he was a horrible guy. You know, <laughs> uh, the LA, I almost feel conditioned like, all right, we've accepted him for the shitty person he was, the shrewd businessman, the 
allegations we've heard pop up throughout the industry over the many years. If you know someone in wrestling, you've heard a Vince McMahon story. Let's not be, you know, uh, candy coat things here. But yet we still watched. We still love the product. And we turned a blind eye. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But but we said, all right. And that's kind of how at least I, I don't forgive them. Uh, I won't like them anymore, any less. But I'm glad that he's getting his comeuppings. He'll, hopefully he gets what he deserves, good or bad. Uh, saying that, I'll still be able to watch Attitude Era stuff, I think. I still will be able to watch Vince is giving away a million dollars on Raw one episode. I'm sorry. That's just how I am. I don't think it's going to stop me from watching Brock Lesnar stuff. as The main event, big guy he was. Now, will I stop at praising them? Yes. Sure. But will I let it stop me from enjoying an era of wrestling that I've enjoyed? Probably not. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of the things we find out about people in the 80s, you know, now, and with the way the world is, we find out everything now more so than, you know, about people in the 80s. Um, you could touch on so many things. Um, it's it's just, it, it, I can't explain it. I haven't watched anything with, with him in it. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's up to the individual, you know, can you do have this big stance on it or are you just gonna uh, just let it it just plays on television like i said when i heard when things went on with kevin spacey it, again broke my heart like oh i can't watch this movie and enjoy an actor that you know abused people um but if he's been acquitted and he's been found innocent okay you brought up michael jackson i listen to michael jackson music it takes me back to a time in life that i don't associate the allegations with at all, you know, so I grew up, my childhood was growing up and you have the Thriller album and Thriller itself and these things, um, you know, it's it's a piece of my life that, um, you know, and again, allegations, whatever lawsuits and things like that, uh, can anyone say for sure one way or the other what went on? You still have a, a show in Vegas, you know, that the Michael Jackson show, the, ex the experience uh, for Cirque du Soleil. I mean, those, those things like, it's it's just the we're more in real time now um the brock lesnar stuff i understand why they would pull him at the moment and pull anything with him until everything's until everything's you know cleared up yeah no uh that's the unfair thing because uh whether someone watches this video six months from now we don't have the benefit of hindsight yet. We are living right. in the moment. So it, it, six months from now, you're like, let me see this show. Oh, a still, I seen him on the internet. I didn't know he had a podcast click and you hear us talking about this and worse things come out after today. We don't know about it yet. So I'm just saying that now. Uh, yeah. So yes. if, if they somehow murdered someone, I don't know yet. Allegedly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Take it as a grain of salt on February 4th, 2024. Anything from February 5th on, we don't <laughs> subscribe to that way of thinking right. yet. So, but February 4th and before, this is our opinions. Is that pretty good, Ace? That's good. I'll run with All that. Right. Uh, let's transition out of this and into uh, something that has the internet a buzz, and that is uh, Cody Rhodes. 
giving up his spot at WrestleMania for The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And it seems like the internet hates this. Sure. Has been shitting all over it, has been pooping everywhere. But I'm going to tell you, and I've said this on the podcast, I like this move. I like this move a lot. And Ace, I don't know your thoughts. We have not talked about this at all. So my opinion, your opinion are a shocker to each other here on February 4th, 2024. Um, Here's the thing. I like Cody, but I still don't feel like in this, him finishing his story narrative that we're being told, he has had a a hill to climb. Daniel Bryant, WrestleMania, New Orleans, triple threat match where, you know, he had to fight everybody to get into that main event. They didn't want him in there. It was public. You really felt for Daniel. He was a little guy going up against a big guy and everybody got behind him and it made him a superstar. Cody Rhodes has not had that moment in this story. If Cody Rhodes showed up at WrestleMania and won the belt, it would be a flat storyline. And I've tried to explain this to people. It's not that The Rock came and stole his spot. The Rock wasn't sitting at home going, fuck Cody, I want this spot. I'm going to take it right now. That's not how the business works, whether you're The Rock or not. And I get what people say he might have done in the DCU, whatever. But that's not how it works in wrestling. You and I both know that. But for Cody Rhodes, this adds to his story. This makes him just a little bit more of an underdog. This makes us get behind him a little bit more and roots for him to finish that story. And I think he, I think people like Cody, people don't feel for Cody yet. Uh, this might be one of those things that they turn into a storyline where, you know, Cody's trying but keeps getting passed up. And maybe this gives Cody a little chip on the shoulder. I don't feel like Cody has any of those obstacles yet that he's had to climb to make this story meaningful. Um, I, I do think it, I see both ways of this uh, as far as the business goes. Uh, when Cody and Roman was at WrestleMania, was that not when Vince came back in into the helm not long before? Right. So well, the beginning of that year is right prior to that. And then you're leading a mania season and, you know, on one hand, you're like, there's no way Vince is going to let that happen. No matter if Vince, when Vince was around, that's when Cody was was uh, properly courted, however you want to put it, and then was brought into the fold. And they're like, hey, we're going to run with this and, and, and run with you. And very successful run. Um, but it also felt like Vince was out, Vince is back, and Vince is like, there's no way in hell. You know, that's that's a thought. And I don't have any inside baseball into this. A lot of times, I don't like to know very much inside baseball. Um, as far as I know, that was the plan that, you know, it was always going to be Roman. You know, it was always going to be Roman no matter what. But you're telling a story to the people. You know, they're they're writing, you know, you have writers now. So they write, you think about the storyline of where we're going. Um, I, I, I don't I don't think if they gave it to him that, if they had given it to him then, it might have been a bigger pop, and now maybe they're they're running with it. Like you know what? No, the story's in the chase. The story's in the chase. Um, the story's in the chase for it. Do I think they could have dipped for two seconds and given it to him and then taken it away? Certainly so. That would have been very Zack Ryder though. Zack Ryder won it, and I thought, holy hell, this is great. Then Monday it was yanked out from under him, and I haven't heard his comments on it really. But I, I thought, crap, they had a guy. They built him. Give it to him for like a month. Then yank it. They yanked it in a day, and it was a blip on the radar for him. Um, unfortunately, you know he had the mania moment, but then 
you know, that was that was his chance to stay up here, you know, as yeah. you're rising up. Like him or hate him, during the Attitude Era, the same thing with Chris Jericho, where he won the belt for a half second off of Triple H and then had yanked it from him. So there's another example, too. Well, and I go back to, since we're talking about Cody, you think about Dusty. Dusty never held the belt for a long period of time. Whenever he won it from Flair or Harley, it was a short-term run, but that was also the NWA model. It stays on a heel. It's, it primarily stays on a heel. And the the story is in the chase. So that's where they're going with this. Um, do I think The Rock walked in and said, nope, this is me? No, I don't think that. You're also, and we we're, went ahead a little bit on this, but you also look at the pieces and parts because someone had to get left out of this in the equation if CM Punk was going to main event WrestleMania. Who gets left out anywhere if, if The Rock was the plan? Is it Cody that gets left out? Do they yeah. make a three-way match? Where are they going here? What do they do? I don't know. Again, inside baseball, people out there, you know who I'm close with. I'm wearing the shirt in support of the man. We'll talk about the things that went on with him, with Punk recently, with the injury. But I don't have inside baseball into where it was going. You know why? Because I would rather not. It's more, believe it, even though I am in the know and should be in the know, I would rather sit and watch and see what happens. I just would rather sit and watch and see what happens. Same thing happened in 2011 when Punk won the money in the bank and left and went home. I actually sat there and went, the match was about to start, and I looked around and I said, oh, crap, I don't know the finish. And then someone that looked at me and said, do you want to know? I said, actually, no. No, 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 no. Leave it. I just want to watch. I just want to watch it and enjoy and then I got a text message that said, hey, so we're out back. He, he took a car home with the belt because he walked out the front door of the Rosemont Horizon with the Allstate Arena, will you? And I didn't know. And it was great. I mean, I wanted if, – if there's any part of me that had to be a fan, that's the part, you know, that I, I want to have. That's what I think all wrestling fans are missing when they click on and, and read all these different things. Um, so I think – I don't know where they would have gone with everything if Punk was going to main event WrestleMania – there were plans in place for Mania. Him being sidelined with the injury sure opened up the door and lined up exactly, you know, where we're going with this. Well, as you know, because we've been fast friends, and the same thing with like my bud Petey, who's producer for WWE, name drop. Uh, I don't ask. If 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 somebody says, hey, I need to vent about something, and I've had other wrestlers come to me and vent. Now, I don't know if they vented because they thought I'd go tell someone or stooge out yeah. or if they vented because they really – but I don't tell anybody. I don't care. I'm not a wrestling news guy. I just like to talk about it. I don't want to be a headline or a news breaker, not what I ever set out to do. Uh, so, like – Pete will sometimes go, man, you should hear this and tell me a story afterwards. Or he's, you know, he'll be like, I was working on this match and, and, and X, Y, and Z happened. Or I like this person, don't like this person. I listen. I don't care. Uh, but sometimes he'll be like, you got to hear what's about that. I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, I, I don't read dirt sheets. I've said this a million times on a million podcasts. I don't read dirt sheets. I want to be surprised. When Shane McMahon came back for the first time, what, four or five years ago? Generally surprised. Do you know why? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> sure, I sure. think I think the only time I ever asked was recently with Punk coming back to WWE. 
I was out on a date and I think I just text Lars and said, Hey, do I really need to go watch what was it, uh, War Games or whatever that pay per view? Yeah, Survivor he, Series, War Games, Survivor yeah. Series. Yeah, I said, Do I need to watch it? He goes, It already happened, don't worry about it. And it was that late in the show where I was like, Do I need to make it home? Do should I stop? You know, yeah. and uh, outside of that. I want to be surprised. I don't want to miss something. And with so much wrestling, and we'll definitely get into this here in a minute, it's just so hard to catch every single thing. So sometimes you just need to be told, watch this episode tonight. And that's all I need to hear sometimes. I would not be a confidant of many people if I didn't keep my mouth shut. (laughs) With different people that tell me different things. Again, the inside baseball I mean, sorry that we are on a wrestling podcast, but I'm not spilling the beans anywhere. Again, I'm, this is not a dirt sheet. This is not uh, giving you some type of rumor or what we may have heard or what Maya may have heard or what I know. Did I know the man was coming back that night? Yes, I knew that. But I wasn't telling anybody because, number one, just be a fan. Just be a freaking fan. I just told you what I know, and I still was excited to see it and watch it. You know, I, I still, you know, fanned out for watching him have that moment. But when other things are to happen, I, I don't want to know either. I'd rather be surprised. The fun is in that. That's the way I grew up as a kid. You know, I didn't, I remember when the new, the wrestling lines, and this is how far it goes back, is it 909-9900, call the WCW hotline. Or we had one in Chicago called Blackjack's Wrestling Hotline, some crap like that. Or you would actually see in a wrestling magazine, depending, there's some like, uh, kind of half-assed magazines that had pinups and stuff. They would kind of tell you something that was a little more inside baseball than Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Pro Wrestling Illustrated was like your People magazine with, you know, d- different little tidbits. But, you know, a lot of stories were just written. Um, I think it's more fun to be a fan. And I tell everyone around me that's associated with me, I don't give any, any spoilers to you know, to anyone. Sometimes I'll even look at Lucy and say, nope, not telling, you know. How many times have I ever asked you anything? No, you've never asked me anything. Like, you could have asked me point blank, and I would have went, do you really want to know? Or, I mean, I don't. No, no, no it, it ruins it. And I've, I've finally told people, like, just be a fan. Just be a fan. Just be a fan. And please, you know, with the utmost respect, just stop fucking bugging me. Because <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Because that's, again, I wouldn't be a confidant of anyone if I spilled the beans all over the freaking place, I and, wouldn't talk. I wouldn't talk to me either. And, and if I was and that way, outside of that, you're not doing the wrestling business any favors when you right. start saying, "Guess who's coming back this week?" Because uh-huh. you want people to watch for the surprises, and, and that's why you watch wrestling. You 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 watch it to go. Oh, did that just happen? Yeah, Whether yeah. you like it or not, and and I think that's that's lost in. You know, when you were talking, it remind me of I, I almost still remember one of the days I went, I don't want to know anything of wrestling. And it was like the early stages of the Internet while all the dirt, dirt sheets and stuff became searchable and you could type in things. And the big thing was learning the wrestlers real names. <laughs> if you do you remember that kind of period in wrestling? Sure, sure. And I, I realized very quickly at that point, like, I don't give a damn what their real name is. This is the guy I'm watching on TV. That's who I'm cheering for. I don't care if he has a, and by the way, half their real names are lame than their wrestling names. 
Higginbotham, really? That's a wrestling name that I'm 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 going. That's one of the sexiest guys in wrestling. Is a guy with the last name of Higginbotham? Like, are you fucking serious? That's <laughs> not a cool name. Of course, you're going to change it to Michaels. How about Larry Full? The total package, Larry Full. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Luger, but yes, the yeah. real name. Obviously, this is why you became Lex Luger. Yeah. Uh, so. That's at that moment. And, and from there on out, I, I I stopped. Now, I love watching how the hamburger is made. Like when I go, when I used to go to backstage and hang out backstage at Impact with Pete, I loved watching, you know, the things that went on in the ring before fans were allowed in the arena. I loved sitting and listening to the meetings. I loved hanging out in the locker room and just watching that stuff. Yeah. Uh, that is a, a a thing most fans will never get to get enjoy. And I've got to do it for several years, week in and week out when impact was close getting one of the coolest things I ever got to do uh, was back when I was married and I was just trying to get out of the house a lot. It was me, Pete and uh, Oh man, who was the creative guy behind the list of Jericho? Oh, Jimmy Jacobs. Mm -hmm. And we all were in a car. We drove from Michigan to Toronto and back. And just listening to the conversations and, you know, uh, going, holy cow, here's like two of the coolest people on earth hanging out with me. I, I get why hanging out with wrestlers is intoxicating. Sure. Well, I mean, wrestlers hanging out with wrestlers that's what this business and learning was built on car rides and getting to listen to somebody with knowledge or kicking around things that's where some of the most creative things come from um and that, and that's again stuff that will you won't experience unless you are on the inside of the wrestling industry or you have a friend that is i mean think about it back in the day you wouldn't have been allowed period to do that you nope. know um, I used to say to Harley, I was like, wow, such a hard business to get into. I don't know if I would have been, you know, because I wasn't an amateur standout. I played sports, but I wasn't great at anything. The only thing I did excel at was what I wanted to do was, you know, in ring and be a pro wrestler. And he would say, don't say that. It's, you know, he looking at me like, I think you would have been just fine. I'm like, well, I think it was, it sounds like it was different. And he's just like, it's, it's not as much different as you as you make it up to be. Yes, maybe a bit harder to get in because there were no wrestling schools. But if you had the want, the love, you would have, and the aptitude and all the, you know, all the other tools, of course. Not just because you wanted to do it, you freaking got in it. But having the same tool, like everything in my toolbox, you know, put it back then. He was giving me that respect of, no, you would have been just fine to do that. Um, yeah, it's it's more fun to be a fan. Be a fan, people. Be a fan. It is more fun. It's more fun to be excited. And I realize that's revenue for people that do this, but oh gosh, it's it's such just there's more gossip than actual reality out there nowadays. And it ruins the it ruins the stuff because what if you were waiting on CM Punk to show up and he didn't? You know? What if he didn't? What if he didn't show up? Well, I, I will say this, and it was kind of known. Um Listen, I, I know that he's not the most popular guy around, but he, he's still a friend of mine, but like Sean Ross Sapp. And several times Sapp would say to me, WWE is on a media tour making fans known that 
CM Punk isn't showing up to Chicago. This was before the talks started happening. Uh, You know, you you have a better idea of when the talks officially started happening than I do. But I know that the talks were not as early as people thought they were in him actually coming back. So, but but Sap would would say to me a, a lot like, "Holy cow." Uh, you know, WWE is going out of their way, making it known to fans. Don't buy a ticket to come to this show expecting to see CM Punk. And could you imagine the riot if Punk did not show up? Because I can guarantee you half that stadium was filled just to see him. Sure, exactly. I mean, so go back to the T- my first TNA pay-per-view that I produced at. And there was talks of me getting into a match. And but there's a buzz around him possibly showing up at TNA. And okay, you know what? Just because it was in Chicago and somehow the buzz got there, people knew I was backstage working or you know, with a job interview. He was around, they'd already been a report because he'd been you know, he's got friends there. <laughs> he's got friend he's got friends and he's you know wanted to come say hello. Same with WWE when when that happened months earlier. You know, he was invited. He showed up. Ultimately, had to be escorted out because that was a different situation. But he went there specifically to say hello, and then then the rumors and everything started. And that was, but nothing happened that day. That wasn't. People will say, "Well, now we know why he went back there because he was searching for a job." No. People that mf'er don't got to search for a job. <laughs> no, they and- want him. They'll call, uh, and they make a deal. He was simply going to say hello to people and just shake hands, kiss babies, say hello to the world. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's clear a slate. Let's say, you know, like we've, it's been a long time, a lot of bad blood out there. Let's go back. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's work together. You know, let's just be in this, in this world together without hate. (laughs) Why do we have all this hate or disdain? Because it doesn't matter. It shouldn't keep us up at night. And that was just a soul doing the soul well. The whole other stuff, like, but again, I go back to TNA, like, there was a a talk of, say, if the lights went down and then came back up with, you know, the, it was Impact going into TNA. They were going to play the TNA video of everybody searching again for, Mm -hmm. and do you think if the lights go down, they're going to think it's punk? And I wholeheartedly said, yep, yes, I do. I think, you know, and then this happening or me being here, just me being associated because they know that we're close. Um, it it just, yes, let's change course so that way they don't think that. Because you don't want the crowd chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. And they didn't. And it was, it, it was, it worked out perfectly for them that night. Um, they weren't chanting CM Punk and didn't think he was coming because Randy Orton appeared, you know. Mm-hmm. It was great. So the fans got a double whammy that night. But again, but back, but back to the Rock and Cody Rhodes stuff. No shit. Yeah, we went way. We but this is why I love doing this stuff because you never know what direction it takes you on. Uh, because we're about to go into the punk in, injury. So, but I do want to put. Do you like the direction? Because there are times in wrestling I feel like we waited a year too long to get a matchup, or we've never got that dream matchup. Although I never felt like Undertaker versus Sting was a dream matchup. I had to see two totally different wrestlers, two totally different sizes. But but you know what, Roman and The Rock is something I want to see. I want to see it before The Rock is one year too old and it doesn't look good. And yes, trust me. 
as much as we think that the rock is in amazing shape, it's, it could be one year, six months, and that match does not look good or isn't believable. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, no, I like the direction. The only thing I don't like about this direction is that Rollins came out and talked to Cody about where he wanted to place his title shot, you know, where he wanted to place his bets. He went there to talk him out of wrestling Roman, but to come fight me. The only thing I don't like about that is he's a champion. I never like when a champion begs for a match or gives a match. I like people chasing. I don't care if he's, I don't, I don't know. Rollins, I guess is a baby face or he's tweener. I don't know where he's at on the spec on the spectrum of baby or heel. He's just mm-hmm. kind of, he kind of floats, but I've never, because I'm old school that way. I'm a fighting champion. I will fight anybody, but I'm not going to walk up to you and tell you, you should fight me. I don't know. I just don't like, it's just that for me, I just don't like that. I still think they could have figured And they tell the story of like Cody said, no, I'm giving you my shot. I'm giving you the, the avenue to go this way. I'm going to go this way. And mind you, I love the video package they played. They played some old funk, dusty, I even think there was some Harley. Well, I saw Harley in there with Flair. But they were showing lineage of titles and all this good stuff. And I love that because I love anything that goes back old school, no matter what it is, if it's on the point or not. But I, I just never feel like the champion coming out and asking for a match is what a champion does. A champion wants to fight. A heel champion tells you you need to earn it. You need You need to step. You need to earn it. Like, that's what the heel does. You need to earn it before you get, you know, that's a standard heel line for anyone. So Roman's got that down. Like, you don't just walk in here and get a match. I hope he says the same line of BS to The Rock and says, you don't deserve this. I don't care where you've been. Just run him down, man. I'm, I am, you know, I am the table. (laughs) I am, you know, you know, acknowledge me, Rock. You know, I'm the head of the table. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you were for our family. I am the premier guy right now. Knock him down a notch. I like how they went off the air the other night. That was great. I looked at the time and went, oh, perfect. No words. No old words school. to ruin this. Old school. Yeah, and you're going to have to hit the rocks music to get that pop. Yeah. Um, but old school of just going off the air. I'm like, oh, now you have to tune in next week to see what happens. And then now the rock should be just heavily placed to see that go on. Uh, I will say I disagree with you a little bit, and I acknowledge the fact that you've forgotten more about wrestling than I will ever know. But I'm coming from a fan's point of view with this. And with Seth Rollins, I liked that promo only because I kind of need to be told how important that belt is because it's so new. There's not a history behind that belt. Okay. I I don't – I'm not a Rollins fan, but I don't hate him. But Mm. that promo – Although it lacked the passion, it almost felt very Miz-esque when the Miz was trying to be the Intercontinental Champion, wanted to, against Daniel Bryan on the SmackDown Live show, where that put that Intercontinental Champion Championship back under a spotlight, like, holy cow, this is awesome. There's the passion. That promo, I left it going, that belt feels a little bit more important now 
when, since Seth came out and told me about it, since Seth said, hey, this is who I am. This is how I'm building this belt. This is who that guy is. This is who I am as a champion. And I sat there and listened to it and soaked it in and thought, all right, now that he told me what the belt is, because sometimes as a wrestling fan, I need to be told what I'm seeing. Sure. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with admitting it because I'm not a smart fan. As much as I like to think so or float ideas out because I do it to you, I do it to Pete. Sometimes Pete's like, hey, we used your IDs. Sometimes Pete's like, that's dog shit. Please don't text me. For <laughs> that's dog shit. Please go bury your head. Yeah. It, but but sometimes when you see your idea on TV, and it probably still happens to you when you float something to somebody and you see it used on TV, you go, I still have it. Or since I'm not a – I'm just a fan and I see it used like Killer Cross. When Killer came to Impact, uh, I'm sitting there watching them go through the match. And his first match, what since he, when he was doing the TikTok thing, was against PD and it buried him, right? And I'm sitting there watching, and they go, hey, uh, Dennis, as a fan, what do you think of this? And I said, well, all right, uh, in the match, if, if, if he comes out and he's dominating you and he's been taunting you, there should be a moment where, you know, you might have a half a comeback, right? We know it's not really, but you're just defending yourself. And Cross leans down and says, come on, put me in the Canadian destroyer. And you go, you stumble up, you go to lock it in. And he just lifts up slowly and backdrops you. I go, that would be just perfect. And then he goes, great. And then they were like, Hey, we don't have a name for his finisher. What, what should we name it? So I'm like, what is it? He shows me. And like, I'm going through the internet, looking through a thesaurus and coming up with names. I think we named it like the cross jacket or some shit like that. But I came up with that. And it was like, Holy cow. That's my, fingerprint so i've been kind of lucky but like i'm not a stupid fan i'm not a super smart fan either so uh, i guess to go back to that whole I, I i like to be told and when i was told about that belt and how that belt is i i understood it a little bit more does that make sense 100 percent. i mean you sold it to me more to be honest i didn't put a lot of stock a lot of stock in it i just went oh i want to see how they did it and it makes it makes total sense like to come out and explain to you, you've got to educate the audience. If you don't educate the audience and you were educated, you know, on it and to be, to be honest, when it was happening, a lot of times at wrestling, I flake out and I do a bunch of different things unless we're, Hey guys, let's, let's watch the show and analyze it. Okay. I'll do my best to stick around for a couple hours. Smackdown's a lot easier for me because it's two, three hours is a long time of wrestling, which is, why watching it on DVR the next day is best for me. So I can flip through and, you know, timely manner. Let me get to what I need to get to. Um, no, educating the audience exactly why. Just my point of, I just never like that. But yes, this is why this title, I mean, I see your side. I see your side. I don't hate it. I still stick to my, my point of, you know, that's why this is this. Um, that's why this title is what it is, why it's better and more prestigious than the other. Do you really want that or do you want this? It put, you know, and they're putting the, the, that spin on it because it hasn't honestly been given the clout that it needs. Like he's had, you know, he's had tremendous matches with it, but it really needs to, what's going to elevate it? What's going to, like, Miz, you mentioned Miz. Miz has been doing a super job. Like that match with Gunter. And that match, uh, he had won the next week. Holy crap, did he bring his A game. And I may have said that already, but Gunther's been elevating that IC title to where it needs to be. 
the U.S. title has gotten some prestige. You know, Logan Paul is new to this industry, but he's killing it. He's killing it, killing it. These titles are featured prominently. So when you go back to the old days or the old the old WWF days of people are just the titles are flip flopped around or your U.S. champ just gets beat openly by the world title for no reason. You know, we're just having a match tonight. It's like, couldn't they pick anyone else out of the locker room instead of the U.S. or IC champ to lose to the world champ tonight? Like, you just buried another champion to me when I think they're all champions and they all have a fighting chance anytime, any night. I'm old school that way. At any time, a pinfall could happen. At any time, he catches a submission on him. So you could have the U.S. champion beat the world champion or the Intercontinental. Um, that The industry for WWE was not set up that way for the longest time. I feel they are doing that. And so I will go along with you on that, that getting this to a more prestigious spot with this, this championship, raising it up to the level that, yes, we say they're both world titles, but because the one that Rollins has has been, you know, it was just kind of awarded to him with this tournament. Now it needs, it needs to be raised up to that level as well. So I'll, I'll, now, I'll run with you on that. Now, real quick, before we jump in the punk thing and wrap up the podcast, as a wrestling mind, if you didn't like how they did it and someone called you and said, hey, Ace, how would you get this belt across as a major championship real quick? How would you do it? Man, uh, it, it's, it's hard because of the way it was introduced. To me, the, the, the way it was introduced was because you're not going to take that title off of Roman. The way it was brought out was, you know, Roman has only, you know, I like, I, I see the appeal for the TV shows that you have to have a separate championship for each. And that's a lot different than back in the day of having one guy go through both to both shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're burning out your champion. And it's a different industry. It's a way different industry. The work style is different. The amount of bumps, you know, I'm not saying no one, the guys back in the day didn't work hard either. Of course, you know my affinity for for wrestling and being on the road as much as they were. Um, just the high impact of things nowadays. You know, the work style is different. The work style is very different. To get it over, you know, I, I it's hard to say. I mean, I wouldn't have unified it in the first place. I wouldn't have unified it in the first place. Because you split you split them up, and then now you gave me another thing. Because they, what, it hasn't been but a year or two since they unified them, correct? Am I am I off on my timeline? Something they- about that. And you know what's funny? Because I, I had talked to Pete about this, you know, when it first started happening. And then there was talk about trying to split them up, and they needed an idea. And I had said, why don't you have the Money in the Bank Challenge Roman win? But the loophole was he only won one of those belts, not both those belts. Sure. And he liked the idea. I think he floated it past creative and they were like, that's not the direction we're going. But that was a good idea, which I kind of thought that would be genius for like, do you, you think, you know, whoever was the money in the bank champion at that time wins both of them. And then, you know, the wise man comes out and says, no, 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 no. You, you, you won one of them. You didn't win both of them. And that's how you split them up. Not a bad idea. Thank I mean, you. Yeah, no, not bad at all. Um, I, but, but yeah, I go back to that. I would have never unified them if I was not going to stay the course. If you're going to unify them, then, then let Roman know you're going to travel between shows. They're going to get the head of the table on both. Um, you're going to have to work that much. You're going to be on both nights of mania, you know, something but, along those lines. 
But let me uh, ask you this now, yes. with the unification, did that make Roman bigger? Because, you know, I'll be yeah. honest, I wasn't a big Roman fan. The bloodline stuff made me fall in love with him again and really believe that he's a great champion. Yeah. And I like the fact that he's not fighting a lot. I know the Internet's like, oh, he only fought like 50 matches this year or 20, whatever. I love it. I don't want to see my champion fighting random no. people 18 times a month on Raw and SmackDown. I want to see my champion sparsely. That's what the old school I grew up in was. You may see a video package from Hulk Hogan. You may see Hulk Hogan come out and cut a promo. You wouldn't really, or a tag team match against the, you know, the towers of power pain this or whatever, but you didn't see him in one-on-one -on -one matches every Monday night, which was pretty bad there for a while with WWE. Was the towers of power of pain, Akeem and barbarian together. How does <laughs> I that work? It. And then I realized I didn't know what <laughs> I wanted to go with. So I just ran them all together. Okay. It I, I, I'd rather him not be Akeem. I, I like one man gang in the barbarian. Beating the we crowd. all did. Um, yeah, I, I man, I just, like he, he definitely, yeah, I think it definitely elevated him being the one person and he's obviously coming to his own. Like, come on, he wasn't Vince, Vince shoved him too fast, too soon, gave him the Cena treatment, and he really had to fight through a lot to get where he was. Um, but he's obviously coming to his own. He's such a master right now. Just and I think it's just to me, it's just this it, obviously he's got a great mentor in the wise man, but everyone around him just to be able to sit back and go, well, this is my personality. This is my persona. You know, just to, what's he doing? He's walking and talking. He's not screaming and hollering. He's a. Uh, he's got so much appeal. It's just you just look at him and think you know he's just an arrogant asshole. I'm not saying that's who he is. I don't know him. I, I don't think he is. Obviously, when but he comes off on TV, when he, the way he comes off in his persona on TV is like I'm just the best. I'm just the best, and you you know. My, the whole bloodline angle, like, you know, that was, we talked about this before, what a happy accent, all that was. And for Sammy, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, um, him, you know, rising up through that and becoming such a new star out of all that, that, you know, when his music hits the people, oh, yeah, it's it. you know, like I saw it the other night, I forgot who he worked on, on Raw, but, you know, he came out, it's like, oh, holy, sh you know, you've got it, you've got a star right there. Um, I think the appeal was with the one champion. I, w I mean, I wish if they were going to do this, they just would have stepped, stayed away and kept, you know, two champions and run them. But when he got that one belt and then, you know, walked away with it, he was the guy. And I'm a fan of being, of going after that one guy, that one guy that everyone's got to try and get to. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. But again, advertising, everything, hey, we got to put a different, we, we need a world champion in this show. Uh, I, I don't know the inner workings did uh, USA and Fox at the time go, hey, how come, you know, Fox gets Roman. USA is like, how come we don't get a champion? How come we don't get Roman? How come we're screwed this way? So we need Roman to show up on Mondays. Okay, well, that you know, that's obviously money out of the pocket to change his contract or pay him, you know, a la carte to get there. You know, um, it's not just one big money thing. You know, he's got so many appearances a year. Everyone does. Everyone does. Unless you're a younger wrestler. The higher tier wrestlers are, you know, hey, you got so many appearances. We're bringing you out. Uh, you know, the most recent in memory would be like Goldberg. You know, he only had so many appearances a year. 
you, you open up, you know, the, the toy box and bring him out, use him. He goes away, crown jewel, whatever the hell they're, they're doing with him, you know? Um, but I, I'm a fan of the one, the, the single champion. I just am. Well, uh, let's touch on, by the way, the WWE Netflix deal before we move on to Punk. I totally forgot okay. about that. Uh, Netflix acquires the rights to WWE Raw on a $5 billion deal, which starts in 2025. Uh, yeah, good for WWE, horrible for the fans. I'm going to kind of the deal brings uh, 50 million every uh, 500 million every year to uh, WWE or Endeavor or whatever we call it now. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, other notes on this thing, though. Here's the thing. Uh, Peacock still has the rights to the pay-per-views and the library until 2026. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what I don't like about this thing. I am not a big fan of putting a main show behind a paywall. You cut out so many fans. Wrestling fans don't have a lot of money to begin with. I, I'm one of them. Shirts are 25 bucks. Tickets are expensive. Championship mm-hmm. belts cost. Posters. Like, yeah. we as fans are bled dry. And I get why you got to make money somehow on, on the contracts. I'm not bitching about that. But when now uh, Netflix, before this deal, has raised their price twice last year. And it's not cheap. And you know that once 2025 hit, you're, you're, that cost is going way up. It's not going to be cheap. So now you have to decide, can you afford Netflix and Peacock? Because do you want to watch the old library? Do you want to watch the premium live events for an extra year? Do you want to skip raw and look online for the highlights? Because I've got Peacock, I've got Netflix. I'm at that point where I have to kind of decide, do I want one or the other? I would have kept Peacock because I love the, the the catalog, although I hate how Peacock has done the search engine for yeah. it. I feel it's very rudimentary. Ugh. It's horrible. Hopefully, yeah. you know, in two years, Netflix gets it or can win it. But those rights become available. So Netflix may not even get it. They may go to another streaming service or start the network back up. I mean, who knows what they're going to do with that stuff? Right. Uh, I feel like SmackDown will become the big show now because it's free. NXT will become more popular because it's free. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you close so many people off to that raw show now, and they'll still show up when it comes to town. Uh, but really, I mean, who's if Netflix goes up another 10 bucks, which easily it could to get their $500 million back. I can't afford that. You say free and it's not free. I had to subscribe to, a service to get USA because I don't subscribe to cable. I haven't for years. I haven't subscribed to direct TV. I am a clearly, I'm a hundred percent an app person. Um, I dumped direct TV years ago just because of pricing. Um, I used to get a nice price because I worked for AT&T and when they were together, I, I got it for virtually nothing. Um, same with like any type of cable or, or, or U-verse or anything like that. But when you say free, I don't see it as free. Nothing's free. Um, I remember back in the day when, you know, people would, would complain like, I don't like this channel, I like this channel. I just want it. So let's say an older generation. I only watch PBS and the Hallmark channel. But if I don't pay X amount for this tier on your cable channels, like the extra 10 bucks, 15 bucks, I don't get my Hallmark channel, so to speak. Um, I feel the same way with USA. I couldn't just find, I guess I could subscribe to you. I actually don't even know how that works. Like I might as well, I might as well, 
if I want to see a bunch of different things in the wrestling scope to pay attention to the shows, I will just, you know, subscribe to a service that gives me everything, but that's more money on the table, which in turn, I turned just like you did and looked at, I'm not going to say the service that I dumped, but I dumped like a twofer. There were two on there that I happen to not be really watching shows on at the moment. Now, have if they come back with the shows that I'm into, say for well, Showtime, for instance, Ray Donovan was a show I love. Why well, dipped out of Ray? I dipped out of Showtime until the new season of Ray Donovan popped in, or Shameless. I'll, I'll pull that fifteen bucks a month off until it comes back, or Paramount when say, you know, Yellowstone comes around again. Um, I, I think to me, the consumer. Um, has all the choices in the world. So I don't see USA as free. I see the CW network as free because I can still hook up somehow the digital rabbit ears. You know, that's the appeal. That was the appeal of, of a CW network. Um, I hope that's or, or, or Fox or Fox, a Fox I hope, affiliate. I hope this is the headline off this episode. A still still uses rabbit ears. <laughs> I do not. I just know the fact that you could. They're not even rabbit ears. They're, they're the digital thing. You hustled me. I was all like, oh, I know what we're talking about on the internet. Tinfoil. Yes. Um, no, I still see it as, uh, yes, it's money. And you're going to have to, behind the paywall. But you're back to what we used to do as wrestling fans anyway. Except for the fact that it used to be live. I mean, you, sorry, it used to be on actual free TV. You had a UHF channel. You had Saturday Night's Been Event things of this nature. I mean, nothing's free anymore. Nothing's free. So I, I see it. I, I look more, I guess, because I'm on the flip side of it, like the business side, I'm looking at it from if it's, it's there, if you want it. And there's such an audience for the YouTube or anything, social media that's out there. You could literally, literally just sit there and you could find everything you need. If you just wait a day. And, or a and and especially because the talk is that they're uh, exploring moving uh, raw off Monday nights. And that will create a, and I think we've even talked about this. I believe wrestling fans are programmed that Monday night USA raw. I think and I don't have the math or the numbers and I might be just talking total bullshit, but I feel like raw's best, best ever, uh, Ratings were on USA throughout the years on Monday nights, whenever it was on whatever channel it was on for a couple of years when they left. I don't know if I watched raw when they left and if, if they leave any show us, if, if USA goes out and gets a NWA, if USA goes out and gets a TNA, I, I know those are all under contract and you know, right. MLW, and put a little bit of money behind it, that show will blow up. I that, I firmly believe that. I mean, it's, it's quite the platform, no matter what, if it moves off. And I, and I see what you're saying. You're conditioned for this night, for this night of wrestling. Just like back in the day, and no one's going to remember this, but you and I, Must See TV on Thursdays was the Friends Seinfeld lineup. Seinfeld used to be on Wednesdays, and it didn't mm -hmm. really catch on. But Family the whole, like, Matters. Yeah, the, like the, the whole Thursday night, but that was the must-see TV night, you know. Uh, when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, Friday nights on CBS was like Knight Rider, uh, the Dukes of Hazard, like stuff like that, or the Incredible Hulk in the 70s. Like these shows were on that channel. Um, Puma they, for a short time. What's that? Oh, I think there was a show called Puma where a guy turned into turned a – Turned into the – yes. 
yes. that that was on that night too. Come on now, I remember that stuff. Yeah, see, yeah, we're going way back into the yeah. vault, but um, I, I do subscribe to that in, in a lot of ways. But I think you're a fan of that content. You're going to follow it wherever. I hope they just keep things intact. It always breaks my heart when you know, all right, the network's done it. Like, which is why I'll watch some old stuff on YouTube. I want to hear the Rock and Roll Express come out to Rock and Roll is King. I don't want the dar, 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 like whatever goofy music they gave them um, for, you know, now they're in the Hall of Fame and we, we give some bland, you know, studio music to them. Like I want to hear the actual songs, but I understand copyright wise why that doesn't happen. Um, Lars would probably just blow up about that completely, I'm sure, because that's his industry. Uh, Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Freddie UK, whatever the yeah. fame is. Um, I don't know. I, 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 if it goes back to like you're saying, if they get the rights to everything, and essentially the network is a button on Netflix, and I can search Dusty Roads and find everything I want on Dusty Roads or CM Punk, or you're looking for Batista matches, and it pulls up Batista movies and matches. Like I want that search engine back because that really kills me. That they did that they did that but yes. i i don't see as much of a problem as you do with the move to netflix let me ask you this you have 15 20 bucks available per month in your budget right things things have gone south in the ace still household all right yeah. but yeah. you can afford one thing and you have to make a decision do you go to netflix and get raw every monday night and watch it live maybe a replay there or do you go to whatever streaming service the network is and the premium live events are? What are you picking? I'm going to the network and premium live events. I want to see the premium live events and I want the catalog. I think for a year, this is going to be a decision a lot of people have to make. I'm not, I'm not, I I, I think right now we can all go, wow, 50 million, you know, 500 million a year. This is going to be amazing. But when it comes down to it with price crunching, I think for a year until we figure out where the premium live events and, and the catalog goes, this is a decision a lot of people are going to have to make. Sure. And I mean, and also, and I didn't even consider the other person in my house that she's going to go, no, I watch these shows on Netflix. We can catch up on this later. Okay. You're right. For me personally, I love the catalog of, of the network. I love to watch older stuff and go into that or, hey, in background, like they, they did a lot of uh, there's there's a uh, wrestling roundtable they do. I can't mm -hmm. it's called old school that they went in and they, and they do interviews about they'll talk about uh, Texas wrestling or this and that. And they'll have J.J. Dillon hosted by Jim Ross or Mean Gene Overland. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's an older show that they had on their older network, the Wrestling Classics back in the day. But I love watching that as background, you know, or I'll pop up and I'll look. They'll talk about Andre. They'll, they'll do things like that, like those little um, just pieces that they, they've done or uh, the rivalries. Like I, I had on the other day, Dusty Flair rivalry that you could find on the Peacock on the network section of that. Um, that's the stuff that I watch. I'm different than, than another consumer. I'm, you know, there's a kid that wants to watch Monday Night Raw all the time. That's where he's going. He's going to Netflix to watch that at that point. Um, that's just me and my age bracket and where I'm at. But again, like I said, if I consider the other person in the house, she's going to be like, no, we watch, we watch this and this on Netflix. We'll catch up on that later on or, 
Or you do the old thing where you used to go to a buddy's house and watch a pay-per-view. Not that I like many people. I want to go to their house and watch a freaking pay-per-view. But (laughs) do you want to come over? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll set up up flights. There you go. I honestly thought you'd say no. Uh, I'm going to put out a great charcuterie board. Uh, We're going to sit back. We're going to watch it. Uh, Maybe rub each other's backs. You know, who doesn't like watching wrestling with a good back rub? We're going to have so much fun, Ace. You had me till the back rub. Oh, I thought that was going to sell it, honestly. All right. And uh, and now I had to I don't sign know another what... NDA. Thanks. Uh, no NDAs here. I want you to leave here telling people what you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I want your picture you is on a dartboard. <laughs> so uh, let's wrap this up because I only thought we like we barely struggled to get to 40 minutes and we like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Here we are, hour and six minutes in. Let's wrap this thing up and talk about the CM Punk injury. Of course, you know him, I don't. Uh, And remember that part of the show where, like, if I know something, I'm not going to say it? How quick is this segment going to be? Oh. (laughs) Uh, Well, I knew it right away, you know, and heartbreaking um, for a guy that just came back. And it's the opposite arm that the tricep, this one's on his right one. The last time his tricep went, uh, it was the left. So it's the right one. Um, it's it's a it's just a shitty thing when you get to be when you get older. I've had my bicep snap. I've had this one repaired, distal bicep surgery. It snapped right from the forearm and rolled right up. And it was because I rammed a guy. It was more damage done over the years because I started reading up on it immediately. Like how do you like how do you know? Like I should have known because it I felt it. And it just rolled up, and my my bicep was jelly. Um, no bruising either, but it happened because I ran the guy into a buckle, and it was just overuse. Like, you could pick up a box, literally, and it, and something snaps on you, you know? Um, I've had a left one. Someone pulled on me and pulled my arm just a little bit, and it tore it slightly. Like, things just happen. Like, look at Randy Orton with the shoulder injury way, way back when. Triple H's quad um just the different things people with neck surgeries you know um it's just shit luck it's just shit luck um heartbroken all of us in the family you know that those that are close to him um you know brought him down but he's getting lifted back up by staying active with the company by not just going away and, and disappearing off a new you know rehab land he'll stay I believe just working with the company and a, you know, promotional force rehabbing, they'll give him the time to come back when it's time, not rush him. Like we need you back. No, when you are hundred percent medically cleared to get back in here and you're ready to go. Um, they're behind him hundred percent this much. I know, um, for him from the standpoint of man, he was coming back and all this was happening. Um, no one wants to hear that things happen for a reason. Don't know the reason for this right now. I'm a believer in things happen for a reason. I don't know the reason for this right now. Don't know. But I know this guy's killer at comebacks. And this MFR can make a comeback like no one's business. So, uh, you know, if you look at the, you know, here's here's the boosting up of my friend. Um, you know, he's the top three merchandise seller. Three shirts of his. <laughs> since he's been back. And he's been in one televised, you know, show uh, in the Rumble. I thought he killed it when he came out, crowd popped. He was rocking and rolling. He looked great. 
hitting all, you know, just basically running a comeback. He, he hit the ring, made a comeback on every bam, 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 which is how I feel like the Rumble should be. You slide mm-hmm. in, you hit your signature moves, you do all this crap, do all this shit, and then you're, you know, you're tossing people, you're trying to toss people over, which I think a lot of people miss the point of the Rumble. You can only win if you get tossed over the top. So I was always taught to battle royal, don't lay on the mat because you'll get, you'll get stepped on. So once you hit your spots, get to trying to knock someone over the top rope. I think that gets missed a lot. But he looked great coming in, clearing a comeback, and then he came in and he was there for everybody, taking everybody else stuff. It was just crap luck to take, you know, to get DDT'd in the mat, and then then the arm went. Um, and of course, now you see people at the footage like, I think this is where he got hurt. Of course, you know, like something doesn't feel right, but the adrenaline's going and you keep moving. Um, I think the angle to set him out was exactly what's needed. Now he has a dragon to slay when he comes back. Drew McIntyre is happy. I prayed for you to get hurt. And the dude got hurt, you know, and it happened with him. Man, stuff, the stuff, the, the, when he comes back, that's a house of fire. That's, he's going to just shoot a blowtorch at him and just go right through him, you know? So, yeah, I think so, but who knows? Let me ask you this. Uh, this is, I'm asking, a still of the wrestling perspective, not the Second City State crew. Uh, is there a role for Punk on TV until he comes back? Definitely if they want him on commentary. If they want him on commentary. I don't think he, but I, I don't know that they go that route since they did an injury angle to pull him out. Since, you know, they, they did the storyline of him, you know, being, you know, he stomps on his arm. He did, you know, there's, there's a, a physicality that puts him out. I personally don't want to see him on a non-screen role unless it's in the meantime, he's doing NXT TV or something. Like I really don't want to see him on the same show as Drew McIntyre because his sole focus would be going after Drew McIntyre. Okay. Well, I can't fight you. Well, I'm going to try, you know, we've seen people hit by cars and fork trucks and all these things, you know, but I feel like the fact that they did the injury that a lot of people think they they put the storyline to it now, that a lot of people think it's, he's faking it, which is hilarious. That it's that is a, sto- a storyline, hundred percent. Which, of course, it's wrestling. So you've done so many of those, like, oh, well, let's do this where he hurts guys. Like, I don't ever like the the angles where uh, they say someone's dangerous in the ring because that just puts out just a it just puts out bad juju. I think now if something happens and you go further, kind of like when Cody tore his pec and they kept moving through it, you know. Um. I don't want to see CM Punk on TV doing commentary while Drew McIntyre's in the ring. I don't, not until he's ready to come back. And this time, I want to see him in promotional things for WrestleMania. I want to see rehab videos. I don't want him to go away in people's hearts. I want to see packages on him. I want to see YouTube things. I want to see him out in the world doing stuff. I don't want him to go away as a fan. I, I want to see, I want to know what's going on with him on his comeback trail. I don't want him to disappear like it happens so much. Um, I, I wouldn't mind a couple like television spots where he's trying to get into an arena and WWE wouldn't let him in because he's not cleared because mm-hmm. he's just trying to get at him. Not like an every week thing, but once every while you see him trying to get in, not, not wearing hokey masks or a hood, but he's <laughs> walking up and you, you know what I mean? And, uh, sure. like, he's like, sir, you can't come in. He's like, I'm seeing punk. I work here. You're not medically cleared. We're told you're not allowed to be in the building. And, you know, he's just 
I'm going to get you. Yeah. You know, one day, one time, you know, start building up the, you never know when, and maybe you can build it towards like, this is going to be Drew's big moment to win. And then when punk's ready to come back, he ruins it for him. Mm-hmm. And, and you can kind of do something like that. But I, I, I want it to be where punk reminds us I'm coming to get my comeuppance from you and sure. you don't win. It, it, you know, it may be during your match. It may be a pop-up. I may be standing at the arena when you walk by. I can't touch you right now, but when yeah. I can, it's coming. Yeah. Um, I like that when he's ready to come back. Okay. The, the Any face-to-face is ready when he's about ready for physicality himself. In the meantime, um, I just want packages of him. I want him out, you know, promoting the WrestleMania, you know how they send people, you know, to, he could still go to Australia and promote, you know, uh, the the elimination chamber. Like, Hey, I can't be in it. I'm heartbroken, but you know, maybe that's too soon for flight. Do you think I can get punk to come here with a charcuterie board and watch wrestling with me? Possibly, possibly, um, make sure there's, you know, yeah, he, he's, he's, uh, He's eating good proteins now, so but it'll have to be very lean. So and he's not gonna he's not gonna go for the back rub. You don't think so? Nah, probably not. You said probably, which oh leaves the door cracked for like maybe if the mo- mood is right. Like <laughs> listen, I'll dim the lights. We can watch SummerSlam '89 together. You can show up. We all laughing and giggling. Maybe he looks over and says, "Man, my shoulder hurts a little bit." I'll be like, "Hey, <laughs> I got this for you, buddy." I don't want to be there for that, even if that's going to happen. But I, I are I you the wrong sure? Word. Am I sure? Yes, I'm sure. And uh, I said probably being nice, and then there, there again, you you went and you took it just a step too far. Let's just say no. We'll go with no. Is that a hard no or a soft no? Because I feel a little given. I'm not using either up. one of those words behind the word no. It's just going to be no. All right. Well, we'll definitely talk about whether the you're hard or soft about this situation. You've turned this podcast into something very odd, and that's where Lars should fill in. I, I feel like you're beating around the bush. You're not giving me a clear answer here. Uh, it's left very murky, your answer, at this yeah. point. So we're going to leave this podcast at that, a cliffhanger even. Maybe next week we come back and you go, he talked me into it. Maybe we never see you again. I don't I know. know. <laughs> uh, Lars will be back next week. He'll be like, where's Ace? So there's this thing about back rubs. This thing about back rubs, and uh, he showed up just to drop me off a coffee, and now he's in my freezer. Yeah, because I killed him. Yeah. So, all right, guys. uh, This was only meant to be 40 minutes. It's an hour and 16 minute long podcast. Ace, this might have been the most fun I've had talking wrestling in a very long time. Um, I'll say it is pretty enjoyable. One of the most enjoyable times talking to you because it is usually painful, but, uh, Hey, before we go, uh, usually ask for things to promote, um, opening, not this time. time? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. The one time you have something to promote, I was like, we we don't promote this week. (laughs) Um, March 3rd, March 3rd, March 1st, March 3rd. I had three in the brain. March 1st, the Foundation of Professional Wrestling opens up in Orlando, Florida. Um, I have secured a building, and I am opening a school, uh, teaching the Harley Race principles. Uh, principles taught to me by the man himself, NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Harley Race. Uh, we are focusing on 
a great foundation that you can take all over this business. Um, I've also branded every workshop I do for the next couple of months. On the 10th of February, I'll be in Kansas City at the KC Pro Academy with the Foundation of Professional Wrestling Workshop, again, utilizing the Harley Race principles. I'll be at Hybrid Wrestling in San Antonio and up at Remarco, and that is in March. And in, in uh, April, I will be up at Remarkable Wrestling in New York. Everything can be found, Aces of Steel right there, uh, hitting the ground running this year with these workshops. And they're called workshops, not seminars, because we work. I'm not just going to tell you stories. I want to make sure you learn something. And I'm excited about the school. I'm excited to get some students in here. And uh, I will put the website up again if you go. The website's up and running. I'm getting there with everything as far as pricing and all that. It will be reasonable. It will be comparable to the world. But know that you're getting 100% a guy that came from the Performance Center, a guy that's came from everything current in pro wrestling, um, what I've seen out there, what I think is lacking, what is needed in our business. Um, I haven't had a school since the days of the Steel Domain in the early 2000s, which spawned CM Punk, which uh, Lita came through, uh, Hall of Fame, WWF Hall of Famer Amy Dumas, Lita came through. Adam Pierce was with us. Um, you know, and he'll tell you, I'll put all the quotes up of, you know, humbly NWA say, champion Adam Pierce. Put a little respect on this NWA heavyweight champion, current WWE official, um, as well as the other, you know, I had the great, great honor of Grayson Waller putting me over on a podcast not long ago talking about how I helped him out in NXT and so many others that are currently being brought up to the roster. And I'm also going to have a, a special, like, if you're getting ready for WWE or you want to know what a tryout's like. I ran many a tryout with everyone there. Uh, I've had my own ring and, you know, just everything that goes into it. Uh, it's more than a handful we've done there and to what WWE is looking for here, there, everywhere, what TNA is looking for, what other organizations are looking for. Um, ready to hit the ground running. First of all, you're horrible at selling this. Can I do this for you? Please. All right. Hey, guys, listen. If you want to get into the wrestling industry and you want to do it by someone who has been accomplished, not by some guy that's been like the most famous independent wrestler in your town, don't go there. A still right here. He has his fingerprints on so many main eventers right now. CM Punk. Listen, Ace, you were one of the guys in the NXT uh, pipeline. Who were some of the names that you've touched coming out of there that 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 has a little bit of that A still philosophy on them? Well, I said Grayson Waller was kind enough to put me over on there. Um, a lot of guys coming up. Austin Theory was in the class. We worked with him. He's up there. Um, Trick Williams. Trick Williams, who I just saw a couple of weeks ago. He is killing it out there. Carmelo Hayes um, is coming up now. He's now on the SmackDown roster. Um, I'll just throw this out there. Over in Japan, you have Alex Zane, um, who works for New Japan. Uh, Anthony Green, who works for Pro Wrestling Noah, is currently living in Japan. Like these people that spawned out of a class of mine, Anthony Henry, uh, over on the AEW brand, is over there killing it. Um, these people were in my class, and I have a fingerprint on them, and I'm excited to do this venture. So, sure, you can go get topped by the most famous indie wrestler in your town, or you can get topped by a still. Once again, he can teach you the WWF style. He can teach you how to do it on TV. He can teach you how to do it in the indies. He has roads in the TNA, roads in the NXT. This guy has the connections that the guy that's trading you pretends to have. So go see a still. 
Ace, do you have any contact information right now for anybody who might be interested in kicking the cans on this thing? If you go to the Aces of Steel Instagram right there, it'll have the links for everything. I like again, the website up and running. So you'll have links for everywhere that'll go to the Foundation of Professional Wrestling. It'll tell you about it. And then we'll, like I said, we'll have all the info up there, but you can start there and you'll have an e email address, everything to contact me there. As things get going, he will come on to this podcast like he always does. Sadly, we've been trying to get rid of him, but he won't go away. But as it comes, we'll drop more contact information. We'll give you hard links. We'll make sure you're up to date. And even, listen, even if you just want to know if the training you're getting is good or bad, reach out to Ace. And he'll be like, hey, uh, this guy's legit. Or the guy works at Burger King. Please don't give him any more of your money. <laughs> so trust me, I've been trying to do a school here and nobody signed up for it because, you know, either way, uh <laughs> And I would not be endorsed by Ace, trust me. And he's almost a friend who won't let me rub his back. But make sure you stay in contact. Ace, one more time, what is the name of that school? The Foundation of Professional Wrestling. All right. From, from the Harley Race Coaching Tree. That's a huge thing in football, the coaching trees. You know, you have the Bill Belichick and you have the Bill Parcells. Harley Race, once again, huge legend in the name. The, the people that have come out of his schools who have gone on to be massive stars who are now teaching everything Harley Race has, You, you that's one of the guys. You know, Harley Race, the Heart Dungeon, iconic. Anyone who's been taught by those guys or out teaching other people, that's who you want to be taught to. Ace, how is that for selling? Wow, nice job. And I didn't even like give you any precursors or any any coaching on this whatsoever. Nope, nope. That's what I do best. That's All right. what he does. That's what he does off the top of the head, off the cuff. Wink. All right, guys. Wrestling Perspective, WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Make sure you go email us. We want to know everything you have. Uh, have a great week, guys, and we'll see you next week. Ace, thank you. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.